Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hello, hello, it's Christy Lee here. Welcome to episode number 87 of the People Powered Business Podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful week. And to our new listeners, welcome. It is fabulous to have you here. And for our regular returning listeners, welcome back. I so appreciate you. Now, if you haven't already, you absolutely want to click subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. So you make sure you get each of our weekly episodes as soon as they are available. And the best way to do that is to hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast today. Now, on today's episode, I wanted to chat to you about a little phenomenon, a term that you might have been hearing around the traps, and you might be thinking to yourself, what on earth is all the fuss about? And today we're talking about the great resignation. I feel like I need some kind of do-do-do sound effect to go with that because it sounds so ominous. Now, if you haven't heard of this term before, or even if you have and you're uncertain what on earth we're talking about, what this is effectively is, I want to say a prediction, but we are already seeing it play out overseas. And this is around the, phenomenon is a loose word, but really it's around the trend that we're seeing and we're expecting to see around a huge turnover in the workplace. We're talking mass level resignations from employees, from their positions, and not necessarily looking to make a move from one role to an equivalent other, as we might ordinarily see. So this has all come about largely out of some overseas research and studies and some trends that we're seeing overseas, particularly in America. And of course, experts, in, in inverted commas, people who run commentary on these things, are expecting us to see a similar thing play out here in Australia. So according to the job openings and labour market takeover survey coming out of the United States, in August 2021, so just a few months ago, 4.3 million people in the US left their jobs. Now, the US is a big place and a big population. Nonetheless, 4.3 million people resigning from positions in a one-month period is extraordinary. And Microsoft has conducted some research, which is showing that 40% of the global workforce, so 40% of everyone employed in the world, is considering changing jobs or leaving work altogether within the next year. 40% of the global workforce. So I guess when you consider those statistics, it might seem reasonable to call what we're currently experiencing and what we expect to experience over the next 12 months, the great resignation. And if you think this is something that is, uh, you know, outside of our borders, somewhere far off overseas and not going to be relevant to us, I hate to tell you, but you're wrong. Research from global research firm Gartner has showed that three in five Aussies are looking to change jobs within the next year. Three in five, more than half. So even worse than the global (laughs) uh, trends that we're seeing. Three and five. How many have you got on your team right now? If you've got five, 
Consider that three of them are looking to leave or change jobs in the next 12 months. That is not insignificant, guys. And it is why I wanted to chat about this topic on the podcast today. And it probably won't be the last episode we do on this as we dig a little deeper, because what I really want to do is help you see ways that you can identify if you've got some risks and also potentially prevent some or all of your superstars from leaving you and understand how you can best deal with it when it does happen, because you will in the next 12 months lose people from your business. It's a reality that our team aren't with us forever, right? We know that. But, and we also know that the beginning of the year does tend to be a high turnover time for lots of reasons, but we're just going to see it in a much, much more um, amplified way as we head into 22. So let's firstly look at why this is happening. Why is the great resignation suddenly upon us? And I think we can all guess that a certain little uh, global pandemic is absolutely having something to do with this. What COVID-19 has done, and and not COVID-19 in in itself, but rather the restrictions, the lockdowns, the uh, change in how we work in terms of working from home, which across the globe we all did, what it's done is it's given people time to really reconsider their priorities. And if you talk to anyone in your circle, I would be surprised if someone in your group isn't or hasn't reconsidered their priorities. You see, up until we had a global pandemic, we were on the fast track to globalization, right? Everything was becoming more available. We didn't have to limit ourselves to location. And it was all about the reach that we had across the world. We were always chasing bigger, more and better. And we had all grown up in an environment where that was the right thing to do. So we kind of took it as a status quo that that is just the only way to do things. And anything that's going to disrupt our lives in the way that a global pandemic will is going to change our thinking. That's going to happen. And I'm sure if you backtracked to any huge global issue like any you know past global pandemics, similar things would have happened. People change the way that they think. And in this case, as it relates to resignations, people have really reconsidered their priorities. We're previously climbing the ladder, having the bigger house, the nicer cars, the uh, the best job, having the you know best opportunities in your workplace were things everyone's chasing, that has suddenly become far less important to many people. They've realized how much time they were missing out with their families by having and chasing all of those things. A lot of people have actually come much more introspective and inwards in relation to um, how, you know, what's a priority for them? So they're focused on family. They're focused on their closest friends. I heard an interview, and I honestly cannot remember where it was, but it was someone that was being interviewed, and, and they basically said, my, fr- my friends were always important to me, but my core friends are now my biggest priority because they hadn't been able to see these friends. So I think what a lot of people have done is actually said, actually, chasing the big job with the big responsibility and working all the long hours isn't that important. Having all of that money that that career brings also comes with some side effects, like I don't get to see my family, I have no quality of life, and people are really, really reconsidering their priorities. So that's definitely one of the things that is pushing this great resignation. We are seeing in large numbers people quitting corporate jobs to set up their own businesses, people following passion projects that 
may have been risky otherwise, but when suddenly all those big important things are no longer big and important, things become less risky too, right? Families deciding that we don't need to be a dual income household anymore. And maybe both parents are looking to work part-time or they're going to you know, take turns as to who's working when. You see, this is not going to be only one of us is working all the time. That's, it's going to be such a monumental shift. Part of the other issue that we've got is people are completely and utterly exhausted. Throughout challenge like a pandemic and throughout you know any type of traumatic trying time in business, let alone globally in business, we all just go onto autopilot and we get the job done and we expect the same from our teams and our teams very generously gave. It meant changing how they work. It often meant changing when they worked. We had people like parents juggling homeschooling and full-time workloads. We had some people whose businesses were not only not impacted but got busier throughout this period, yet they didn't get more staff many of the the times. They were just getting their current team to work harder. People are burnt out, really, really burnt out. And obviously at this time of year we all start to feel the effects of that throwing a global pandemic and it's next level crisis. So people are tired and they want a break. People are also no longer willing to accept the status quo. I read an article this morning uh, where an employee who was unnamed was explaining she was leaving a corporate job, a very high paying corporate job, because she's realized that while she accepted the culture that came with that high paying corporate job and all the things she had to give up to have that high-paying corporate job, she realized she was accepting those things just because she thought she had to, because that's what everyone else was doing. She is looking at things through a new lens now, and she'll do consulting work and she'll still earn great money, but she's not going to put up with that culture. She actually described it as feeling like she's um, ending a, a messy relationship because that is what we have with our work and our workplaces. It's a relationship, and if it's not a positive one, then this is the time people are going to look to end that. I think there's also the added mix of, uh, especially in Australia, we love to travel. We love it. We haven't been able to do it for almost two years solidly for many of us. Some of us have been in and out of that scenario. So people are going to want to travel. And if you've been stuck at home, working really hard, earning great money for the last two years, you got the money to travel. So we're going to see people traveling. We're going to see I guess as well, a compound impact of, you know, there's certain demographic groups that tend to do things like lengthy overseas travel at certain life stages, like the gap year between school and uni, like um, couples taking extended overseas trips before they have a family, like early on retirees who want to go finally on that big holiday that they've been planning. None of these people have been able to do that for the last two years. So we're not only going to have next year's cohort, if you like, of traveling uh, adventurers, we're going to have three years worth of cohorts of traveling adventurers. That's three times the amount of people that are going to not work in order to pursue travel. That will absolutely, absolutely factor in here. People are also looking to pursue passions. They're going to go and study something different, learn a new skill, because they've decided that it's important to be doing things that they actually enjoy. And people are also going to resist workplaces that are not going to offer flexibility or that have not managed this whole pandemic situation well. Whilst they may have stayed with you throughout it, to avoid change and uncertainty in very uncertain times, 
if you didn't manage that crisis well, you will have people actively looking right now. So this isn't just a one reason kind of scenario. There's a whole range of things really overlapping each other here that are causing this phenomenon of the great resignation. So what are we really, really expecting here in Australia? Well, I'm going to tell you what the experts think, and I'll also share my intuitive feel of things after doing this for, for quite a, a long time. So the experts are referring to a term called March Madness. So great resignation, March Madness. And that is that they are expecting that from March next year, we will be seeing mass exodus from Australian businesses as part of this great resignation. The experts are suggesting that this is going to be fueled by Christmas bonuses being played, paid, I should say, as well as new fresh recruitment activity in the market. And they're saying that this is really what we're going to see in Australia, that March is the time. Now, I'm going to tell you my intuitive gut feel on this, and that is that we are already seeing this. I've been working with businesses on recruitment campaigns, on keeping and retaining staff, and I can tell you now the number of people actively looking for work is not what it used to be. Ask any retail or hospitality business right now, and they'll tell you they they can't open because they can't find staff sometimes, which I can't think of a scenario where that has ever happened. It's an industry that's always been flush with applicants, but not just that industry. I know businesses who were actively hiring earlier in the year, mid-lockdowns and everything, no problems attracting applicants, yet for similar or same positions now in November, December 2021, they cannot get an applicant. So the market is already, already drying up of applicants. We are in also a, a space of skills shortage, not only in Australia, but globally in many, many industries. It has been extraordinarily hard to find a chartered accountant to work in an accounting firm in Australia for upwards of five years, probably longer. Right now, that's even worse. So whilst the experts are saying, March, my you know, vibe based on what I'm seeing now is that we're already starting to feel it. And I predict that we're going to start to see the real impact in January. So we, we know that January is a time of high, you know, turnover. Um, one of the things that a lot of business owners deal with when they first return from Christmas break is resignations. Because it is the time where, you know, more than the average number of people choose to leave a job. People take time off over Christmas and will always reassess and think about what the future holds for them. And so January re resignations are always high. Throw in, as I said, a global pandemic, you're going to get higher January resignations. I've got no doubt about it. So do I think March is the month? I think we'll start to see it earlier. Perhaps it will really hit its peak in March, quite possibly. But absolutely quarter one of 2022 in Australia, we are going to see big, big change in the workplaces. So if this is all sounding a little scary for you, I don't want you to panic, but I would like to share with you some ways that you might be able to not only prevent, but mitigate the risk here and retain your best performers. Because um, so often what happens is we know that we don't want to lose people, but we end up losing the best people and being left with the mediocre ones, which is really not what you want to be doing. So there are some strategies you can actually put in place right now to prevent the risk and to try and keep your best stars and also to have a, a strategy to deal with it if you do get resignations, because it's a total normal, totally normal part of business. 
So the first thing I think you should do is really identify your flight risks. Who are your best, brightest, top performers? Who can you really, really not afford to lose? And I'd be leaning in heavily to making sure those people are happy right now. I would be talking to all of your people individually and really listening to what they're telling you. I'd be asking them about how they've found the experience of the last 12 to 18 months, what they're most looking forward to about the new year, where they see their career heading. Have they seen any, you know, do they have any change that they want to pursue? You need to open up the conversation because they're not going to open it up with you. But if you can open it up, you never know. Maybe you can present opportunities internally that they didn't know existed. Maybe you can at least understand what they're looking for so you can have your radar open in terms of how you can make this work for them. You'll be able to get a feeling of their mood and their energy. And these things are all really important because our highly engaged team, they're high energy. They're positive. Our disengaged team, our exhausted, burnt out people are not. They're flat. They may not be negative, but they're certainly not high energy. Unless you talk to people and really listen and try and understand, you're never going to get that sense. This end of the year is also a really important time to set focus for the year ahead. Do not wait till January to do this. Start talking to the team now about what next year looks like. What exciting projects have we got on? What are we aiming for? What uh, new things are we working on? Anything that you can get your team excited about so that they go on their Christmas break excited to return, not go on their Christmas break totally exhausted and uncertain what the future holds. So get them amped up about the year ahead. Where you can, if you can align organizational or position-based goals and objectives with their personal priorities, that is where you hit gold. So if you've spoken to your top performer and you know that one of their priorities is around uh, having more time for the family, having the flexibility to be there more, and one of your objectives is a certain project, how can you structure that project in a way that also gives them this sense of availability for their family? It might be around broadening out the project timeline. It might be about uh, having different milestones, different meeting schedules. Think about all of the things that you could do to align your objectives with their personal priorities. Now, I want you to absolutely encourage open communication here. Now, this is this can be scary because you don't want to know people are planning to leave, but actually you do want to know who people are planning to leave because if you know that it's coming, you can prepare for it. If someone says to you, look, I don't actually see myself here in 12 months time, open that conversation. Tell me more about that. Where do you see yourself? What is it that we can't offer you here or we aren't offering you here? And there might be absolutely nothing you can do to keep them. But if you know that they don't see their future there in 12 months and they're looking for something specific and that the time frame for them to achieve that's probably six months, you can start planning now. You can start your succession planning so that there's not a gaping hole. And best case scenario, this person that is planning to leave anyway actually proactively trains up a new person for you. So you really need to know in order to prepare because you will get some resignations, right? It's totally normal. But the worst resignations are the ones that come out of the blue that you're totally ill-prepared for. So encourage the open communication. And another conversation you might want to have with your team members is that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. 
because that is a trap that a lot of people will fall into during these times. They're tired, they're exhausted, they're frustrated, and they think that there's some shiny object at the other end of a new organization that's going to fix all of these problems for them. And quite often it's not the case. So it might be about uh, talking to them about what is important to them and how they're going to determine how they're going to get that from anywhere else. It might be around giving examples of when you jumped the fence to go somewhere else and the grass wasn't greener on the other side. There's a really great quote, and I honestly can't remember who said it, but it, it goes, the grass isn't greener on the other side, the grass is greener where you water it. So investing some time in your people and them investing time in their careers might be a better option for them in staying put. But that can be often really difficult for us to see when we're in the weeds, right? So you can do a lot of things now. This is where you lean into your engagement strategies. Make sure you have acknowledged your team for the year that's been, for the hard work, for the Zoom calls, for the extra hours, for what you know has been a tiring and a tough year for many people balancing multiple priorities that they usually wouldn't have to juggle at home. Acknowledge that. Thank them. Appreciate them. Ask what you can do to help support them in having some time to recoup and recover Ask them what's important about the year ahead for them so that you can start to align things to that. Opening up those communication channels is just so critically important and getting them excited about what is coming up. But if you can also have that open communication where if they are going to exit, you're going to know about it ahead of time, that is also super beneficial in helping you manage and mitigate the risk of losing a team member. Because we know every time we have to replace a position or refill a position, It's costing us at least a third of the annual salary. So tens of thousands of dollars, at least every single time. Now, if you can mitigate the cost of that by being prepared, and part of that cost comes in dipping in productivity because you've got a gap, if you can mitigate all of those risks, then you're in a much better position to navigate your way through this great resignation in much better form. So there are things you can do now. Don't throw your hands in the air and think it's all useless. And don't assume that you're not going to have this issue because whilst my gut feel is big corporates are going to see it first, and I think that's the experience in the States as well, it will filter down to small to medium-sized businesses, undoubtedly. So absolutely be considering that. And the other thing to remember too is flexibility and um, the way we work, it's no longer a perk. It is expected as a base level for most employees. So if you've been letting everyone work from home and suddenly you're saying, right, everyone's straight back to the office five days a week, that's not going to bode well for you. Some people may enjoy that, but there's going to be a vast majority of people that that's going to really, really annoy them and they will absolutely be flight risks once that happens. So you can't rely on those things anymore in keeping people because they're now expected. They're part of the fabric of work. Things have certainly shifted a lot in the last couple of years. If you had asked me when I started this podcast just before we all went into lockdown, I think I started this podcast maybe three three weeks before we went into lockdown, whether these are the kind of discussions we would be having and whether people would be working from home as a default setting, I would have absolutely not believed it, not in this short space of time. But alas, this is where we're at. So guys, the great resignation is is coming. Is the, is there all that all that the hype lives up to? I think we are absolutely going to see some impact of this. You know, do we need to be carrying on with the great resignation as a term? I think it's a little bit dramatic, but absolutely. On the fallout of any kind of global crisis like a pandemic, 
we see significant change, changes in behaviors, attitudes, and also workplaces. And, you know, sometimes change is not a bad thing. So if we can embrace it and we can get the best out of it and do the things that are best for our business, we're all going to come out on the other side. No problems at all. Now, as I said, we'll probably do some future episodes on this and dig in a little deeper into some of the various aspects of it. But I just wanted to give you this update in case you're hearing the term bantered around and you wondered what it meant and what it meant for you so that you know what we're talking about and you can be prepared for what's coming. Now, before I go today, I'd love to invite you to join us over on our free Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. If you head over to Facebook groups and type that in, you'll be able to see that. But if you just go to today's show notes, which you will find at peoplepoweredbusiness.com, episode number 87, you'll be able to grab the link right there. Thanks so much for joining me here on the podcast this week, and I'll be back again next week with a brand new episode. 